of You Need to See This. This is a bi-weekly film podcast about filling in the gaps of our collective cinematic experience. I'm Luce Tomlin-Brenner, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts... Nick Asunto. And me, Cozy Orlin. Hi. We are comedians and writers, and most importantly, huge film nerds. There are millions of movies in the world, and no one person can possibly see them all. We mostly just stick to the genres, actors, writers, directors that we prefer, but as a result... A lot of us are missing out on some very cool hidden gems. Each episode, we will present our case for one film you absolutely need to watch, covering everything from lesser-known art house indies to how did you miss this blockbusters. The guidelines are simple. At least one of us has seen and loved the film, and at least one of us has missed it. Then, without spoilers, we will convince each other and you which films are worth your time. And since it's October, we're going to be doing those creepy, spooky horror films all month long. Ooh, spooky. Um, So today, we're discussing the merits of Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And Cozy, you need to see this. You really need to see this. Last week, we talked about, or last episode, we talked about Frailty, which you didn't want to see. Tonally, uh, it's not at all similar to Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But thematically, it's very oddly similar. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't even notice until you brought it up, but it's kind of incredible. Yeah, it popped in my head right after watching Frailty. Because it's basically all about, um, per, well, how would you say it? Like, like misconceptions, like uh, perce- like judging somebody without all the information, or like that, like the idea that we judge a book by its cover, or we perceive somebody based on just a few bits of information as opposed to the bigger picture. Yeah, and... Basically, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is the entire premise is nobody is who you think they are. And it der- it gets so much comedy out of it. Um, it was released in 2011. It's a horror comedy cult classic. And I think more people need to see it. It feels like many people haven't, even though it's in the vein of Evil Dead and Cabin in the Woods and Shaun of the Dead. Um, it's directed by Eli Craig, who went on to write and direct Little Evil, which is a movie I do not like. Yeah, it felt like it had a lower budget or something. Like yeah. yeah, and the jokes were not good. Yeah. Never saw it. All right. It's on Netflix because you don't have Netflix. I sure don't. Uh, and it's written... This episode is not sponsored by Netflix. <laughs> 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 uh, it's also written by Eli Craig and a person named Morgan Jurgensen, who didn't really do much else. So oh, no. this was their big this is their big hit. And it's starring Tyler Labine and Alan Tudyk. And Katrina Bowden. It's like the main cast, and there's like a lot of yeah, there's teenagers a, that and a bunch of teenagers, a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> who cares what happens to them? Ugh. <laughs> well, Tucker and Dale do. <laughs> Tucker and Dale, they really do. They really... Uh, because Tucker and Dale are two lovable hillbillies. Uh, Tucker is played by Alan Tudyk, and Dale is played by Tyler Labine. And they're headed over to their fixer-upper vacation cabin to drink some beer and do some fishing and have a good time. <laughs> but when they run into a group of preppy college kids who assume from their looks that they must be inbred chainsaw-wielding killers, Tucker and Dale's vacation takes a bloody and hilarious turn for the worse. Um, I mean, it's nothing but slapstick oh, yeah. and sweetness and shooting blood for an hour and a half. So much blood. Cozy, what are your first impressions? Why haven't you seen this film? I don't know. I'm not sure. I like this looked like one I'd be down to check out. 
I like horror comedies. Um, I'm a big fan of like Shaun of the Dead, and like I liked Idle Hands. Oh, Idle Hands! I love Idle Hands. I love Idle Hands. It's a, about that it's a great crap. movie with weird buzz Devin saws Sound. and people's that was, foreheads. Uh, what's uh, her fr- Seth, uh, Jessica Alba? Jessica Alba's first yeah. film. Yeah, and she was killer in it. And the offspring are in it as themselves. Oh yeah. my god, which I is one of my fat. favorite things oh. in a movie, like when the Money Money Bostons are in yeah. Clueless, and like basketball with Real Big Fish. I used to love Real Big Fish. Yeah, does the song in Scott Pilgrim? Oh, Scott Pilgrim. Was so They're not good. In it. Yeah. Oh, I love a lot of those things. Um, yeah, but I never saw this one. It just like slipped through my radar, which is not a thing that happens with radar. Do you slip through a radar? It doesn't matter because it you did through mine. Under. Yeah, you're either you a blip or a slip. <laughs> you're either a blip or a slip. You're a blip on the radar or you're a slip under the radar. That's that's what my old man always says. <laughs> Words to not live true. by. Oh, no. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, it looks cool. Uh, and this one, like, you're probably gonna have to do very little convincing because it looks good. But we're going to go for it anyway. Hell yeah. yeah. Nick and I have five reasons each <laughs> on why everyone out there needs to see Tucker and Dale versus Evil. But to be perfectly honest, you have like 40 reasons? Yes. Well, I have several pages front and back. Yeah. And uh, whittling them down is difficult. Actually, most of the reasons to see it are quotes. I, oh, God. <laughs> that sounds terrible. No. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, we decided to not just lobby quotes, but we are going to do a brand new... <laughs> Quote corner where yeah. Nick and I each get to say one quote that we love. Just one. Just one. You want to go first? <laughs> okay, my number one reason, I guess these aren't in a specific order, but the first reason I have down for why I love this film and everyone needs to see it <laughs> is Tucker and Dale love each other so much and are so supportive of each other and throughout the whole movie they are building each other up and they're giving each other pep talks it's super super positive and they're both very emotionally vulnerable characters it's like a very positive uh movie about two straight men who are allowed to be emotional with each other uh and there's no like there's no like no homo like i hate that in movies and tv mm-hmm. where Ugh, yeah and it's because like, it's still in some new ones that you'll see where it's like i love you man but not like that right it's just so lazy so ugly and mm. like this there's none of that which is so refreshing because it's almost 10 years ago that it came out now and it's weird to revisit things from that time and still see that they're homophobic oh yeah, yeah. Ugh. um so it's really great seeing men be emotional with each each other and also being like very positive and it's never used in a way to compare them to women or to make fun of them for being gay uh which kind of segues into my first one which is i just love alan tudyk and i love anything alan tudyk is in i think he's one of the he's one of my favorite actors so underrated seriously yeah. he's i i geeked out once because he favorited one of my tweets and i was like showing people for it. was t- it a tweet about him yeah it was it, it was <laughs> How to tell if a movie's good. One, is Alan Tudyk in it? That's it. That's the only... Even though, you know, he he's in some Transformers films. Yeah, I should have got a retweet, Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan! Uh, everyone Alan. should watch Suburgatory also, just to jump in, because he's this, he's one of the stars in that TV show, and it's incredible. <laughs> Anyways, jumping back. Uh, okay, that was your number one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which, number um, one. All right, well, number two... I'm going to say that another thing that I really, really love about this movie and in relation to Tucker and Dale is that what, like we were saying, the whole, the whole movie hinges on kind of tearing stereotypes of um, rednecks kind of on their head, which I really like because uh, I grew up in Ohio and I have 
grown up in areas and been in a lot of areas where uh, there are poor people and rural people and hill folk and ev- everybody gets a bad name, especially out here in L.A. It's like if you want to have the butt of a joke, throw a per- poor person in there, throw a person who uh, goes on four wheelers. Like it's always that they're stupid and that they're always the reason that Trump's president. And it's obnoxious because I know those I know those real people. And the whole point of Tucker and Dale is that they are actually smart mm-hmm. and they're a lot smarter than the college kids who are their nemesis <laughs> throughout the movie. And it is perfectly done because it doesn't feel like the joke is that they're smart. Like it's not making no, fun just... of them for being smart. They're like real people who are totally um, evolved and explored. And I feel like it plays a lot with class consciousness. And like, that's really interesting to me. Like the reason that, uh, like Tucker doesn't think that he's smart. Dale. Is, oh, is it Dale? Yeah, okay, yeah, so Tyler Dale Levine. is Tyler Labine. The reason that Dale doesn't think he's smart is basically a class issue. Is he sees himself as like less than. He keeps saying that his brain is weird and it doesn't work because he remembers things really well and he's like a brilliant at trivia yeah. instead of thinking that he's smart because he doesn't see himself as somebody that a smart person would be. It's really it has so much heart. It does. It's so positive. That's that, that's this other thing I love about it is thematically this movie. The eponymous, is that what when you refer to something in the title? Eponymous evil of the title? Is that the word I'm using right? I think so. Uh, yeah, the, I've never actually heard it said out loud. The before. titular evil is just the closest thing we have to evil in our real world, which is choosing to not have empathy for someone just because of how they look or how they're different from you. Mm. That's the evil of this film. It's somebody who refuses to just open their heart and, you know, have that love, have that empathy and that connection with somebody and yeah it, because they want to connect that's yeah. the thing they kind of want to be friends with these kids and the kids keep coming up with reasons why they're psychotic even though they're absolutely not at all yeah when the, uh, they do the shots from each of their perspectives at the opening of the film and it's just god i laugh every every fucking time Tyler being standing with the, with the um yeah there's the, this amazing scene the where they're at a they're at a gas station yeah. and this is kind of where the whole movie this will bring me into my next point is uh, hinges on misunderstandings. I love mis- comic misunderstandings. I never get sick of them. It's something that I'll take in any film, in any TV show, fish out of water, like, oh, this isn't what I'm used to. It's different. <laughs> like, I love it. And so the whole movie is just misunderstanding after misunderstanding, turning into bloodshed. And one, it starts right away in the beginning where they're all at a gas station. And from the college kids' point of view, they're like these, huh, huh, like, dumb psychos. Mm-hmm. And then, but, then we move over and see Tucker and Dale having a conversation. Like, Go talk to her, man. Yeah, and it's really just that they they are curious and like they think that they look friendly and hot and they want to talk to them. And it's not in a it's also like weirdly eschew a male gaze. Like it's never male gazy, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's never gross. It's always like very positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sweet like pretty girl like that wouldn't want to talk to me, you know. And and then yeah, and then. Dale is like, I keep getting him confused. Which one is which? Daler, Dale's Tyler Labine. Tucker's okay. Alan Tucker Tudyk. is Alan Tudyk. Tucker Tudyk. Tucker um, Tudyk. Tucker Tudyk. So then t- <laughs> Tucker's whole thing is like, you have to stop coming down on yourself. You've got so much going for her. you got to tell her who you are. Like, just be yourself. And so the part that we both love. 
<laughs> when he goes, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. And he like mindlessly grabs a, a scythe. A scythe. Yeah. And he's like building up his confidence. He uses this as a walking stick to approach them. <laughs> yeah, I forget what he's, I forget the first part of the line is, but it's like something like you kids going camping. And then he's so nervous that he laughs, but it sounds like a, <laughs> like an evil. <laughs> yes. He's like, you kids going camping. <laughs> yeah. And they just, oh, the kids Lord. freak out. Because it does look scary, but you yeah. know that he's just nervous. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, so I really, uh, I wrote down some of the misunderstandings I really like. Like in the beginning, um, when the main woman played by Katrina Bowden, um, she slips on a rock and like falls. Allison. Yeah, she plays Allison. She slips on a rock and falls into this lake that all the kids are skinny dipping in and that the guys just <laughs> happen exactly. to be fishing in at the same time. <laughs> And so they're like, oh, no, she fell. Like, let's get her out of the water. And the kids notice this is happening as they're pulling her like she's just in underwear. They're like pulling her body out of the lake. And then one of them looks up and they goes, we got your friend. And they go, oh, my God, they've got Allison. (laughs) And so they take it as like uh, menacing and they all run. And every time they try to be like, we got your friend. It's kind of like the line throughout the movie. And they're like, they're threatening us. (laughs) And then they start attacking Tucker and Dale. And dying in their attacks. <laughs> and Tucker and Dale haven't done anything wrong throughout the entire movie. Oh, mm. God. It's delightful. Uh, did you... I feel like we crammed a lot of our points in together. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really love that, like, the most evil guy is truly just a gross, co- coercively sexual frat guy who continues to do, like, pretty abusive things to the main character and yeah. also is really excited at the ability that he thinks now he can fight people in the woods with axes. He really just wants to kill people. Mm. Um, so, like, he's the real bad guy, which is interesting. Yeah, he's that kind of person that's he's looking for a fight because he judges others and he thinks he is good and they are evil, which mm. truly, in the end, makes him the representation of evil. Mm. Yeah. I got really heady about that one. <laughs> and I'm going to circle it back. My last favorite thing about this movie is yeah. that it just makes me want to try pickled eggs really bad. Well, <laughs> I'm not sold on the pickled I'm eggs. I'm going to go for it. I think top to bottom, it's just hilarious. It's yeah. Every joke works, except for one. Oh, tell him. I have one bad thing, and hopefully, Cozy, this doesn't turn you off. But the very last beat is very quick, um, but there's a, there's a joke about, like, a, another person, like, dragging a girl off into the woods, and mm-hmm. it has some implied rape sentiment to it, mm-hmm. or killing, but... I took it as a rape joke. Yeah. And it's weird. It's the very last beat. The whole movie is perfect. Mm. And then it's like one throwaway joke and then it's smash cut to credits. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think it fits with the rest of the tone and it leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. It said it perfectly. Not enough to, not triggering, just stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, not enough, I think, to dislike the film, but I think you could cut the last five minutes and you wouldn't lose anything. Hmm. Yeah. So just turn it off before you get there. <laughs> <laughs> or watch it and also, you know, go, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Cozy, are you convinced? Uh, or have we turned you off? <laughs> uh, no, you didn't turn me off of it at all. Um, there are a bunch of points in there where I'm like, yeah, I can agree with you on these. These oh. make sense to me as things that would be interesting to see. Awesome. Like, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> perfect. Like, Nick is so excited. That's always a good thing. Uh, yes, the <laughs> idea of, yeah, it's always a great thing. Uh, sweet emotional men sounds like a thing that I can get on board with, because that's kind of me, that's kind of my whole deal. My dad was a poet, and so I was very, like, emotional. I, like, everyone who's kind of been told, oh, don't show your emotions, I can't really relate to, to that kind of toxic masculinity. To me, I'm always just like, yeah, emotions are fucking great. 
Um, like okay. I said before, big fan of horror comedies, and so I'm like, yeah, that sounds funny. You're describing funny things. I almost feel like some of the jokes were a little spoiled by the stuff you guys just told me. Oh, so I'm a little less psyched about that. Oh, oh no. so sorry. No, no. We... There's so many more jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's good. I do like that. These are like trailer snippet lines we yeah. gave you. Okay, that's cool then. Uh, Alan no Tudyk, I'm a big fan of. Um, I loved him on Strangers with Candy as the cult leader. He was fucking amazing in that. That two-part oh. episode I where he was insane. I forgot about that. Oh, it was so good. I can so check that out. I got Strangers with Candy. Everyone should do that. You need to watch Strangers with Candy. I used yes. to be very confused by it. Everyone, because I was like nine years old, like, what the hell is this show? That is very fair, but also watch it because it's good. Um, I'm a big fan of comedic misunderstandings. Those are fucking great. I did a sketch show in college where the theme was misunderstandings between two people, and that united all the sketches vaguely. No, I love that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it sounds yeah, that sounds good to me. That's a, like before this podcast, I was a person who would check it out. Now I'm a person who would check it out. So you're gonna, Wait, you're, you're but gonna you're watch. gonna watch it before our next episode. If I have time, come on! <laughs> it's ninety minutes. I had it on, and I was able to also keep working on the script for this podcast. It's like eating a snack real fast. It's no time at all. It's yeah. like eating a snack. Real it's a, me- fast. It's, it's a mental a, snack. A snack real slow. Yeah, <laughs> it's fast for a movie, slow for a snack. I just meant like comparatively anyway. on brain. Eaten versus stomach eaten. Look, this snack simile is not helping. <laughs> oh boy, I could circle it back. No, Did I, I mention that time. we were writers? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Well, I promise we didn't spoil anything. That uh, key to our podcast is no spoilers because we want to actually be able to convince people. So I'm, I'm now I feel bad that we might <laughs> yeah. have spoiled a joke in our clumsy retelling. And we forgot to say no spoilers up top for anyone listening. <laughs> so so many people turned this off. No, like, no, they're gonna spoil it. We didn't. No, turn it back on. You can't hear me, but... I think there's a good possibility that people don't listen to the first five podcasts mm. yeah. of a new podcast. Oh, I think God. also, also <laughs> no. some. Of, I feel like some of these episodes are probably for people who are already like big fans of it and just like hearing people geek out about it. And like yeah. that was more of a this situation, which I liked. Yeah, they're in their like, friend okay. right now going, we got your friend. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, we want to hear what you guys have to think, what to think, what to say. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear what you have to say about Tucker and Dale versus evil. And you can tweet at us using the hashtag see this pod on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram under the same handle, LTB comedy. Um, Nick. I'm on Twitter at Nick J Ass. Uh, you can't find me on Twitter or Instagram because I don't have those on my phone. I just have Facebook, and all my friends know me. You guys aren't my friends, but I appreciate you listening to me. Um, so if you have something to say to Cozy, you can say it to me and Nick, and we'll get it back to yeah, you. We'll or say it. it to my face. Ooh. Say it to my face. Find Cozy yeah. in L.A. Yeah, the Cozy, the guy who just went on a rant about how he doesn't like toxic masculinity, just That's challenged... Right. Just challenged everyone listening. I'm very emotional and sweet. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> he is smiling so much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get into our next segment. What did we watch this week? And I want to recommend everybody needs to see Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yes. Written and directed by Issa Lopez. Mm. Uh, was actually finished in 2017, did the festival circuit for a year, and is now in a limited theater release and is also available VOD on Shutter, 
the uh, horror streaming network. Yeah, I went and saw that in a movie theater that I love very much. And there were just like two random dudes at 10 o'clock at night and me. And I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And then it was great. Did you cry the whole time? Because I cried like start to finish. I cried. In, I, I had bits and pieces where I was like, oh, I was just worried for everybody the whole time. The tension yeah. was so good. It was good tension, but it was also very beautiful. It's not like yeah. you're worried for, you don't feel emotionally manipulated, which is what mm. I hate about, oh, not at all. about certain horrors that are kind of like, let's tweak your emotions. Mm. This felt very grounded. Yeah. And a really true magical realism because it's about a gang of kids who are orphaned by like basically gang and drug killings in Mexico by a Mexican filmmaker. Mm. Uh, everybody involved is Mexican. Um, just to say this is not a white person telling this story. <laughs> uh, and it's about sort of the one lead girl and the magical kind of beings that she interacts with and the ghost of her mother that she interacts with and how that helps her uh, kind of take down the people who have been torturing these kids, essentially. So I haven't seen or heard of this. Should I wait for a future episode for you guys to convince me or should I watch it this week? Ooh, that's a really good point. Save it. Save it? Save right. it. That's okay. We'll, I can always we'll save the tearjerkers. Those are the things I avoid until the last minute anyway because I will cry way too much and be hurting for days. Oh, we'll talk about those. I'm psyched. <laughs> I'm ready. That's um, what I see them the most. So everybody, if you can, check out Tigers Are Not Afraid right now on Shudder. Hopefully, if you have an art house theater near you, you can do that. Mm. Uh, Nick, did you see something this week that everyone needs to see? I did, yeah. I uh, Because you convinced me to watch the Child's Play remake. Yes, I was I weary it. of it no, because so I love the original and I lo actually love the first three quite a bit. Uh, oh, the third one's where he's in the army, Yeah, right? the military like camp. Yeah. Yeah. Never seen him. But oh my God, the remake. It's so good. It's so different. <laughs> uh, Lucy and I got in a big text chain about it because uh, there was a RoboCop cameo and then I sort of realized, oh my God, this is sort of an antithesis of RoboCop uh, in that it's like, technology is the enemy and capitalism is the enemy and what you create is what will destroy you. But yeah, it's a very dystopian future, but which with, is neat. With RoboCop, he like turns on them and saves, but with Child's Play, no, it's There's just no like... There's no saving. Yeah, it's, it's like this, the two sides of a coin of what capitalism could do to kill people. I've also, never seen RoboCop. <laughs> RoboCop oh, is going to be on a future episode because it's me and Nick are... It's like one of our all-time favorite the movies. The score pops in my head every time I hear the word RoboCop. He sounds um, he sounds stupid. I'm excited to bash it. It's 100% one of the smartest movies ever made, but we cannot <laughs> yeah. get into yeah, this yeah. right now. Watch the Child's Play remake. It was really enjoyable. If you were wary <laughs> of it, I love the originals. Good stuff. Yeah, it's really bloody, too. It's like oh, some God. insane kills. It's very surprisingly bloody. <laughs> uh, a little girl gets her face squirted with blood, which oh, is kind yeah. of insane. Anyways, <laughs> uh, watch Child's Play 2019. Is Where did you see it? I watched it. I just rented it on demand. It's on, on demand on right now. On my Xbox or whatever. Oh, great. So it's available on demand. Um, and as we said, you can follow me, LTV Comedy, on Twitter. You can follow Nick at NickJS on Twitter. Yep. Um, and tweet at us using the hashtag SeeThisPod. And uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, this is a brand new podcast, obviously, and we would love to get more eyes on it using the little logarithm. Uh, the, the rating helps boost it. And if you leave a five-star review and like a nice message, we will read your review on the air, and then you can be just as pseudo-famous as we are. <laughs> um, anything to add before we go? You know, I'd also love some movie recommendations, too, from anyone listening. Oh, yeah. Please tell us what we need to see. True. Also, did you say logarithm instead of algorithm? Hmm. Okay. What? I think I heard that, but I might be wrong. What did I say? I think oh. you said using the little logarithm. A logarithm? Yeah, uh, algorithm. 
No, logarithms are different than algorithms. Yeah, I heard logarithms. Maybe I heard that wrong. <laughs> Listen, fight Regardless. the computer, still fight me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to You Need to See This. <laughs> We have had a doozy of a day. A real doozy.